0: In the tech world, a lot of people are talking about the metaverse. It could be the next generation of the internet. It could be bigger than the impact of the mobile revolution, and many companies are gearing up to make it happen. It's an immersive digital world where you can shop, gather with your friends in the form of digital avatars, and experience a world that goes beyond the real one. The technology isn't completely there yet, but big tech companies like Facebook are working toward that goal. For more on this, we'll speak to Sarah Needleman, tech reporter at The Wall Street Journal.
1: Essentially, the metaverse is considered the next evolution of the internet. And the difference between that and what we have today is we'll have a lot more people capable of congregating together online. Right now, there's a limit to how many people could be in a single experience without things slowing down. Another aspect of the Metaverses that we'll be able to create our own content, it'll be for anyone. And it's really replicating the real world into the virtual, we'll have a 3D replicas that are very, very realistic of the real world, and we'll be able to recreate history. For example, we'll have the Colosseum in Rome as it was being built. We'll be able to go on the into space and and we'll be able to travel just about anywhere and see virtual replicas of the real world and new versions or new things that we haven't thought of or just opportunities to experience things that aren't possible in the real world. And so the technology will evolve to the point where it's very, very realistic, especially if we're using better hardware than we have today. And we, we could use our phones. We could use our laptops. But uh, imagine a future where everybody has a virtual reality headset and they're not these big clunky things you see today, but more like uh, a typical pair of eyeglasses or sunglasses. And it will just be so much more immersive that you'll really feel as if you're sitting next to someone who's actually maybe hundreds of miles away. And you'll really feel as if you're walking on the moon or if you're in the desert, maybe not the heat, but (laughs) you certainly would, would see things that would be replica of the real world that you couldn't just... See it with a snap of your fingers today, but in in the metaverse, you will be
0: able to. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, the possibilities are pretty much endless when you are veering off into these types of things. But there's uh, some real effort, as I mentioned, behind all of this. Big companies: Nvidia, Roblox, Microsoft, Facebook is probably one of the biggest companies that is really going to put a lot of effort into this. I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg himself said that. People are going to start thinking of us more than a social media company and thinking of us as a metaverse company. Talk about these kind of company involvements and how they're really pushing it.
1: I mean, Facebook just announced the other day that they're planning to hire thousands of people to help it uh, with development of the metaverse. So there's a lot of excitement around it. For this to happen, we need a lot of tools and resources to be able to create this metaverse I described, this this replica of the world in three-dimensional and all its beautiful glory and in ways that are are creative. And so we're talking about a lot of technology that doesn't quite exist today in terms of the speed, real-time rendering, the quality of graphics. We're sort of there. We're getting there, but we have a long way to go. And we also need to have the metaverse be somewhat seamless in that if you travel from one experience to another, that you could perhaps have the same avatar, because we're going to see each other as avatars, which will be digital recreations. They may look just like we do in real life, or we might be cartoonish and have like a unicorn or a mohawk or whatever, we could change (laughs) our appearance. And there's got to be some sort of universal system where you can travel from point A to point B with some sort of consistency. Like we have today, when the web first was created, we didn't have HTML right off the bat. So things were a little bit (laughs) discombobbled. And uh, over time, we created HTML and we had a more universal experience from one website to the other. It's basically the same kind of movement. And so we have to build something akin to that for the metaverse. We also have to think about the economics for buying digital assets. How do we secure that asset, those kind of assets? And that's where something like blockchain comes in. And we have to think about safety and privacy and so many other factors All these companies are thinking about it, the ones you mentioned, and and many others, including many startups. And so it's getting there, but it's going to take time.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, uh, detailing kind of all the technology, technological advancements that we really need for it and that uniformity that we might need for it. I mean, it's going to be a big boon for the first company that hits it and for the first company that hits it right that makes sense that Facebook is, is pushing mm-hmm. hard for something like that. Right. Um, and then, you know, they have all the other Facebook stuff built into it. That social aspect is already built in. So yeah, definitely I could see kind of the rush to get there. You did kind of right. mention some of the, um, the privacy and security issues that do need to be addressed. There's a kind of this thing that we saw. I, I Keep going back to the movie Ready Player One and, and kind of, of this uh, thing where, you know, people are starting to prefer to live in these digital worlds. I and mean, that's a real concern for psychologists and, and, and a lot of people. And all you have to think of it right away is to young kids right now in technology, digital natives, right? They're adopting the technology so much faster already. If this stuff really fleshes out, I mean, they're going to be growing up in this new technology. And maybe a lot of it maybe
1: blended into the educational experience. And so it will be natural for them and even into the into the work experience. And, and it will apply to everything in our lives, social work, school, et cetera. And there is a concern, especially for young minds who... Um, you know, young people they develop their social skills, uh, the real social skills, in person at a very young age. And so, if we start growing up or spending so much time online, it, there are concerns among mental health professionals that we could see problems in that area. And also, we have to think about things like identity theft. Like, how do you know you're really talking to who you're talking to? you know, secure financial transactions. There are just so many factors. And to your point earlier about Facebook jumping in and and getting a head start, it's often said that the metaverse will not be owned by any one single entity. And Mark Zuckerberg has said that too. But there was also a race to get in and and, and be a part of it and be part of the plumbing that that builds it. And uh, so there is some sense of competition on that level.
0: Okay. So it's not this metaverse thing is not just all necessarily fun and games. There's real business Aspects to this. You know, there's a lot of commerce that's going to be taking place on this. Everything from us, things that the consumer wants, to businesses as well. You know, when the experts you talked to said every Fortune 1000 company is going to have a metaverse strategy, this is going to be a place where things like NFTs are going to start just taking off completely. The business side of things are really going to take off.
1: We can expect a lot of companies to have like a presence in the metaverse, just like they have a presence online today. The difference being, and one example I like to use is, imagine if you're shopping for a camping tent. Right now, you can look at it online. You may even be able to use AR to sort of picture it in in your backyard, for example, if you wanted to. But with the metaverse, theoretically, you would be able to physically stand inside it. You would look up, you would look down, left, right. You would see the material all around you. You would know if you're a very tall person, whether or not you fit in it and how comfortable it might be and how many you can fit, get all your family in it. Um, You'll look to each other's avatars, but you'll be in real size. Uh, It'll it'll be just like you are in real life. And uh, if you raise your hand in real life, your, your avatar's arm would raise your hand. You would look left, look right, same thing. So this is where it really takes things up a couple of levels in terms of sophistication and immersiveness. And you know, for businesses, that presents uh, inc- incredible opportunities, probably ones we haven't even thought of. And, and at least one of the um, people I spoke to for the article talked about this idea of virtual pets. So this would be a business that doesn't necessarily right. quite exist today. We we have sort of little iterations of that in the, in Roblox and uh, some other. Small uh, initiatives around
0: NFTs, going back to uh, going, going back to your uh, tamagotchis, I mean, even <laughs> way back in the exactly.
1: day, exactly, <laughs> kind of like that. And that's where the um, blockchain kind of technology that NFTs are built around could make sense. I mean, there could be something we haven't even thought of that doesn't exist yeah. yet today in terms of securing digital assets and how you would make it so that you could breed a pet and it would have an original quote unquote DNA in the metaverse world, and then you could potentially have racing and gambling on these races because it will have this you know original code that was created to be for your uh, you know three-headed unicorn with purple teeth and sneakers on uh, whatever The possibilities are endless, but it's really exciting. And uh, you can imagine from a commerce perspective, there'll be many things to buy and lots of fun ways to shop and lots of experiences to spend money on.
0: It really is pretty exciting to think how far we've gotten with technology. And something like this metaverse is kind of that culmination of all the past things that we've been put together, like I said augmented reality virtual mm-hmm. reality everything you know the whole internet age kind of all put together in one it's pretty exciting to think about it's a very lofty goal we'll see how quickly we can get there or these companies can get there but just fun to think about the future that way sarah needleman tech reporter at the wall street journal thank you very much for joining us
1: it was a lot of fun
0: thanks for having me another interesting story that's been turning up in doctor's offices where teen girls are exhibiting sudden and severe physical tics. After digging into it, many of the girls had one thing in common. They were watching Tourette's Syndrome TikTok videos. Most of these teens had also previously been diagnosed with anxiety or depression, but girls with tics are rare, and these teens had a high number of them. For more on how social media might be a part of this, we'll speak to Julie Jargon, family and tech columnist at The Wall Street Journal.
2: In the last several months, doctors across the country and doctors in other countries began noticing that a lot of teenage girls were showing up at their offices with various movement disorders, verbal, tics, physical, bodily movement that they couldn't control. And the reason doctors found this to be unusual was because it's fairly rare to see girls with tics. Oftentimes, one of the most well-known movement disorders, Tourette syndrome, tends to affect boys in far greater numbers than girls. And it develops gradually over time, starting from early childhood, there might be some mild tics and it can kind of grow from there. But this was something that was seeming to happen almost overnight. The girls were just developing tics suddenly as teenagers and their parents didn't know what was going on. And so they were bringing them in to see uh, specialists who you know, study movement disorders and who found this to be a highly unusual situation.
0: So we're seeing uh, hospitals in the U S Canada, Australia, and the UK discover some of these, uh, Things uh, And we're, you know, talking about numbers, as you mentioned, smaller numbers, but right uh, we're seeing, uh, I guess, in, uh, in Texas, there was uh, 60 teens that came in with, you know, ticks like this, whereas a year or two before that, it was only one or two cases that they had been seeing. So there was a noticeable increase. And also, you know, to qualify all of this, too. You know, some of these teen girls are had been previously diagnosed with anxiety or depression, things like that. So it's not like just out of the no, out of the blue, somebody is developing these things. They are people, uh, teens that have other issues as well.
2: Right. And some of the doctors I spoke to said that people that have some underlying mental health issues, specifically anxiety and depression, might be more prone to developing these kind of tics. That's just a similarity that they noticed across the board. What really struck them, though, was how similar their patients' tics were to the tics they were seeing in other patients, both in their own practices and at other hospitals where they were conferring with other doctors. And they started to, um, you know, question their patients, you know, as they were taking their history. Some of the patients offered that they had been watching TikTok videos of people displaying tics recently before their tics started showing up. And Doctors noticed that a lot of uh, girls were showing up saying the word beans and they discovered that they're uh, the popular TikTok influencer who says she has Tourette's and she says the word beans. So, it's, you know, an unusual specific word that a lot of these girls across the country and in other countries were saying. So that's when they started to look into TikTok specifically and found that there are lots and lots of videos with, you know, now billions of views. Of TikTokers who are exhibiting the same types of ticks that they were then seeing in their patients.
0: TikTok is a very interesting place. I myself have gone down many rabbit holes, you know, looking at the app and it's endless, endless videos, right? And I actually have seen many of these Tourette tick videos from some of these people, some of these girls, right? Specifically, I have seen the videos of the influencer who says beans because I, I, it was you know, such a, a weird word to say, right? But they're fascinating, uh, seeing people with the tics, seeing how they react. A lot of them are talking about how they just cope with uh, everyday life. But to your point, videos containing the hashtag Tourette's had about 1.25 billion views in a report, but this number had go- grown now to 4.8 billion views so there's a ton of videos out there like this
2: a lot of videos and as you noted you don't just watch one video on tiktok it's just a constant stream of videos and so a lot of these girls were just watching one video after another after another after another and you know apparently it had or at least played into them developing these tics and and played a role in in this situation happening
0: there are some that are casting doubt on this, maybe casting doubt even on these uh, influencers that are saying they have Tourette's in their in their videos, and uh, uh, researchers and, and experts do say it is possible to unlearn some of these tics.
2: That's right. Some of the doctors I spoke with who studied Tourette syndrome for years, they've studied these videos, and they are skeptical about whether some of the people in these videos have the diagnoses that they are saying they have just because it doesn't look like what they've typically seen looking like to them. So what doctors are doing now is they are suggesting that their patients receive cognitive behavioral therapy, learning techniques that will help them identify the triggers that cause um, an episode of ticks to happen, different stressors that might set that off, and uh, learning coping mechanisms to try to control it. They say that it is something you can learn not to do, but it takes practice and careful therapy
0: to get there let's talk about a specific example because you did profile a girl named kayla johansson she's a 17 year old high school senior in texas and uh she also she as we mentioned before she had some other uh issues beforehand but she started suddenly developing some of these ticks and uh, obviously her parents were concerned they got her checked out and uh, tiktok was one of the things she admitted she had been watching a lot of these videos Right,
2: and she said she didn't think about it at the time. That initially, she actually was looking for some videos of people who have ADHD, like she has been diagnosed as having. Uh, you know, she was struggling like so many students during the pandemic with remote school, um, and particularly staying organized and time management. So she was looking for some videos of other students with ADHD to see whether they had developed any coping strategies for getting through remote school. And she came across these TikTok compilation videos of people with ticks and watched a lot of those. And like she like she said, she didn't think about there being a connection between her tics that developed after that and watching those videos. It wasn't until she saw a specialist who started asking her about her social media use that she kind of pieced it together.
0: Now, there's a couple of uh, interesting, I mean, this whole topic is very interesting, obviously. You know, doctors are saying, no one is going to develop these ticks, you know, watching a couple of videos. I mean, this has to be borne out over a longer period of time. There have been people that uh, looked into, uh, you know, other clusters of these tick-like disorders, uh, mass psychogenic illness things. I mean, they could be related, but, but, you know, these are all kind of just other avenues that people are exploring when it comes to this.
2: Right. I mean, there could be a lot of different things at play here, but the TikTok video watching was something that definitely came up in a lot of these cases, enough of them that it prompted several researchers across the world to write research papers, and they're still studying this and still learning more about it. And like you said, there have been cases in the past where clusters of people, oftentimes girls in different communities, developed tics and other types of similar behaviors after seeing friends of theirs exhibiting those. And those were always confined to a certain geographic region, but now, with social media and, and TikTok, you know, being so big, they just hit over you know a billion monthly users. People all over the, the world can now access the same thing, and this kind of mass sort of condition can uh, be spread in a whole new
0: way. Yeah, and you know, a billion users, and it is quickly becoming the app of choice for teen girls in this in this age range. You know, one of the big questions. Right. And and to reiterate again, you know, this isn't happening on a huge mass scale, but just enough to start sparking some interest in all this. What do parents do if they notice, uh, you know, your your um, your teen is coming down with some of these things? Obviously, take a break from the social media, ask if they're looking at certain of these videos and try not to get angry over the fact of this. I mean, this is a lot of heavy things to deal with if something starts to develop like this.
2: Right, and uh, you know these doctors that I spoke to, they said early intervention and the right diagnosis can help resolve these ticks sooner. And the Tourette Association of America maintains a list on their website of different hospitals and treatment centers that they consider to be centers of excellence for treating ticks, and so that's a place to go to find specialists. I mean, half the battle always with anything health related is getting the right diagnosis, so you can get on the proper course of treatment. And in the meantime, uh, doctors say it's really important for kids to maintain a normal routine. Some doctors said that with the return to school, they saw an increase in these cases this fall. And so anytime the normal routine changes, that can cause stress, which can bring on greater tick-like behavior. So if the kid is at school and they start to have ticks and it feels disruptive and embarrassing, it's actually not a good idea to go home. And then, you know, come back the next day, it's better to stay in school, maybe go to the nurse's office for a little while, and you know, kind of let the, mo- the moment pass and then return to the classroom. Because anytime you transition back and forth, um, it can actually make the problem worse.
0: Julie Jargon, family and tech columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on Twitter and Daily Dive Podcast on Facebook. Leave us a comment give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this is the Daily Dive Weekend Edition.